Football Pod on OTB Sports. I think they'll have too much. I didn't hear a word you said in the last 45 seconds. What? Breaking news here on the Football Pod. The Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app. Hey, you're very welcome back. So, very happy to say we are joined by Katie McCabe of the Republic of Ireland and, of course, Arsenal as well. She was unveiled today as a Cadbury brand ambassador. Katie is supporting Cadbury's Become a Supporter and a Half campaign to support grassroots women's football across the country. Katie, great to have you with us. Thanks so much for the time. Oh, thank you. Nice to see you on. Nice campaign to be a part of, I would suspect. Yeah, no, it's fantastic um, to have such an iconic Irish brand like Cadbury come on board and support the team is fantastic. Um, obviously, we're delighted um, with the support and uh, yeah, the campaign, the Become a Supporter and a Half campaign is uh, it's a great initiative as well. Um, and it's all about obviously giving back to, to women's football. I saw at the weekend Ruth Faye was writing a piece in the Sunday Independent and she was suggesting now is the time to move the Finland game to the Aviva Stadium. Is that something that you'd be in support of or is there a certain advantage in being very familiar with the surrounds of Tala and, and the relationship that the team has with Tala? Yeah, look, I think um, the media have kind of caught on to something there. Um, I, I think for me personally, um, it's not a conversation I've had with the team just yet. Um, obviously, cause it's not in our minds, it's not in our focus because obviously we've got a big game against Georgia before any Finland game. So for me, I don't think it'd be ideal for us to open and move our home ground in the middle of the campaign. Um, I think, yes, it's something we want to aspire to and we want to move towards. Um, but I think... For the here and now, I, I want to start selling out Tallah Stadium before we, we kind of jump ship over to the Aviva. Yeah. I sense, uh, you, from the outside, you all look very comfortable with Tallah as well. It's become, uh, you know, part of your identity in a sense. Yeah, it's it, it's great. Like, I think, especially before COVID kind of kicked in, we were really on a, we were gaining momentum by, by obviously getting fans in and, and coming to watch us and, I think, um, yeah, for us, that we have that connection with our fans, especially at home in Tala. Um, we don't need any distractions going into the, the rest of these games um, for the World Cup campaign. So, yeah, for me, um, in my opinion, I think we should we should stay in Tala. There is uh, something extraordinary happening, though, in women's football. I'm sure the Barcelona attendance in the Champions League caught your eye. And I was just reading a few moments ago, England's Euro 2022 uh, campaign completely sold out. So their three group games are sold out. So that's 73,000 at Old Trafford. They'll have 30,000 at the games in Brighton and Southampton. And the final has been sold out as well. So there'll be 87,200 crammed into Wembley for the final. That'll set a record attendance for a women's game uh, right across the UK. These are, you know, this is all moving really, really fast. These attendances are, are really catching the eye now. There is something special happening, I think, in the game. Yeah, it's massive and I think, yeah, like you said, those attendances are, are something we should be proud of, especially in, in how fast the, the women's game is moving, especially in these last few years. And look, I'm not saying I never want to play in the Aviva Stadium sure. with the women's team. I just think the timing needs to be um, right. And uh, as I said, we don't need kind of distractions going into that game, um, our last home game. Mm. I think... Um, yeah, especially with the Euros coming up in England this year, um, seeing those sellout crowds is fantastic, and that'll move obviously the women's game in England um, up again in the in another trajectory. So we need to obviously keep um, yeah keep obviously looking after our own league here in Ireland, um, and yeah, look, focusing on how we can kind of push to the next level here. Did you uh, fly home happy from Gothenburg? 
I did. Um, I think, uh, yeah, a few comments were made about me being quite serious after straight after the game. Um, but I felt like we, we could have held on another 10 minutes and got the three points. Mm. But um, now, look, the, yeah, the Swedes kind of, they just kept coming at us um, and they were relentless in that. And um, yeah, I was just obviously so proud of the team and how we fought for each other and how we executed the game plan. And obviously, especially even our, our goalkeeper, Courtney Brosnan, uh, the saves she pulled off were, were, were top class. So I think it was an all-round fantastic performance and um, yeah big result away from home against the second best team in the world so yeah after uh, a few days I kind of let it digest and yeah I'm smiling about it now okay okay would you have a reputation for <laughs> an angry head in your around games is that a thing yeah I would say so okay um, I'm not um yeah, I like to obviously be focused and uh yeah, don't don't get me wrong, I might not be smiling, but I am enjoying myself. Yeah. Um I'd like to yeah, I like to just stay hundred percent concentrated and, and focus on kind of the job in hand and as I said, a day or two later then I'll I'll enjoy the result in time. That's I mean look I guess you you gotta learn what works for you as time goes on. I, I Dwight York type <laughs> back in the day, he can only play smiling, whereas others a Roy Keane needs to get into a certain mindset and almost get yourself fired up yeah I think I'm maybe the the Roy Keane aspect of that (laughs) (laughs) Um, so look Sweden are are an incredible team and that was always going to be a very difficult game but the result now puts Ireland in such a gives them such a brilliant opportunity Georgia away no slip ups there I'm sure is your mindset and then uh, Finland home and then Slovakia so these are three cup finals in a sense uh, the team looked to be really together and really you know in that kind of Roy Keane way enjoying the campaign roll up the sleeves and, and you know there's a sense that this is now really within grasp and I guess it's something you and, and several others in that squad have been desperate to do for such a long time now I mean it'll probably be a sickener to watch uh, the Euros from the couch so uh, to watch a World Cup from the couch is probably a thought you don't want to contemplate no definitely not um, I think this is yeah, I, don't, I think this is my fourth um, qualifying campaign since I've I've come into the the squad, and um, mm. yeah, it doesn't get any easier. Kind of watching your teammates go off and, and represent their countries at these tournaments, you know. Um, for us, I think as a team, we've um, we've been in some difficult moments and, and kind of went went through um, difficult results away from home and. I really think we've learned from that um, and we've got grown together as a team um, you can see it's in our DNA how we want to defend and fight for each other and if I miss a tackle there'll be someone there to, to back me up straight away you know so mm. that's the environment we want to create um, and we also it's not just obviously the defending that we that's our strength we've got um, really top quality players moving forward as well in terms of like Denise and Heather Payne and Leanne Keenan's flying as well um, at club and she obviously came on against the Swedes as well and yeah she's so fast you know mm. so we've got our threats as well going forwards and um, we've got our set pieces as well Louise Quinn um, just stick a ball on her head and, and she'll she'll hit it in the back of the net you know yeah. so yeah we, we need to we need to focus on ourselves um, a lot of the time maybe in the past we've put a lot of emphasis on the opposition but right. of course you have to respect the opposition but um, we need to understand what our qualities are as well and how we can obviously counteract that within the game. You've over 50 caps now, which is amazing, and you've been captain since 2017. So how have you changed in those few years? Are you are you a different captain in 2022 versus when you first got it? 
Yeah, I would say so. Um, Angrier. As a 20, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, higher standards, I'd say. Good, okay. Um, yeah, look, I think like when you get the captaincy of your country at such a young age, 21, um, you're kind of learning on the job. Um, but for me, the support I had with senior players around me who I still have to this day um, is kind of what helped me and carried me, carried me through. Um I've got a great captain and even at club level with Kim Little, um, who I admire and, and how she conducts herself on and off the pitch too. So I've got really good leaders around me um, that I can learn from. And I think the key thing in the last few years is that um, you can't really stand still. You need to keep developing um, you need to keep learning. And um, I think communication is massive in terms of your t- with your teammates and obviously with, um, with the coaching staff as well. So, I'm still not perfect. I'm still obviously going to continue to improve my standards on and off the pitch. Um, each kind of camp I keep coming into, you know. So I think, um, yeah, look, we're we're in a good place and we want to keep um, the confidence high and, um, yeah, we want to kick on again come June. Might I ask you about Arsenal before you head off? So an amazing title race uh, currently ensuing. Chelsea played 18, won 14, drawn two, lost to 44 points. And then Arsenal played 18, won 13, drew four, lost just one, 43 points. So Chelsea's 44 points to Arsenal's 43 points. And there was the FA Cup win for Chelsea at the weekend uh, as well. So this title race, are you enjoying it? Uh, Give us a sense of how things have gone for you at Arsenal this season. I mean, generally you look to be more left-back territory than than further up the pitch, but they may, may have just been the games that I've been seeing. So give us a sense of how the season's gone for you, Katie. Yeah, obviously, personally, um, I don't think it's um, been my best year, I would say. Um, I think, um, yeah, there's obviously been different kind of injuries within the squad and you kind of maybe have to kind of slot in 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 different positions and that. Um, But we've kind of said the ship again. Um, We've got obviously a full squad back now, um, which is fantastic and I think, um, yeah, it's why you play football is to kind of compete in these title races. Obviously, you'd much rather be at the front, forefront of it, you know, um, getting chased rather than being the chaser in this instant. But obviously, it keeps it entertaining for the neutral, I suppose. But um, but yeah, look, I, look, I love, I love playing for Arsenal. I love the club. Um, I love my my team, and um, I think it really shows in, in how I play as well. Um, I'm passionate for the club and. I try obviously bring any form I have as well then into into when we're meeting in with the the Ireland team as well. So yeah, it's um yeah it's obviously not over yet. We've still four games to go. Um, we need to kind of keep that momentum going and um yeah see if uh, luck is on our side and see if Chelsea slip up. Um, we just need to make sure we're there if they do. Yeah, which is always you know slip up is very possible at this stage of the season. And so last season was incredible. You were on the 2021 PFA Team of the Year. I think five goals, 12 assists. Your numbers were brilliant. General play, brilliant. You couldn't open Twitter without seeing a Katie McCabe goal, it felt like, at a certain uh, certain point. Why not as good for you personally this season? Um, I don't know. I don't think... Um, I think I started um, off the back of Christmas. Uh, I had COVID at Christmas and I don't think I really kind of hit the ground running since then. Um, I'm very critical probably of myself uh, from the outside in. Everyone's telling me I'm doing great type thing. But um, I know I can obviously keep improving and 
I like to demand more for myself. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's not as bad as it seems. Um, I just think I can obviously take it again to the next level, and yeah. that's what I'll be looking to do. Obviously, in these final four games, and um, yeah, in preseason as well. And Katie, are your energy levels back to what you feel they would have been pre-COVID? Yeah, um, yeah, it was just difficult. I think the first couple of games uh, post Christmas. Um, yeah, it, COVID it hits you like a ton of bricks. Um, I don't know if you've had it or not. No, um, I, I, but, I seem um, to be. I seem to be the only person I know at this stage who do, has, has somehow managed to dodge <laughs> it. Yeah, so I don't. I guess everyone reacts differently, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. No, look, it's it's obviously it's tough. You need to go through then the right checks post um, post illness um, to make sure everything's running smoothly and that. So um, no, I'm feeling good. I think right. you can you can tell, especially in the the magnitude of games I'm playing in. You need to kind of have good fitness levels to to sustain those games. And uh, yeah, I would say um, I'm definitely back um, to how I was feeling before before COVID. Uh, the high standards aspect is that something that you would have had at. 14, 15, 16, working on your own game, reflecting on your own game, or is that something that's uh, come later on in your career? Maybe someone had a word with you or put you on the right track. You might speak to us about where those high standards come from. I think it's a mentality you have. Um, for me, I always wanted to be the best, um, no matter what I was doing. Um, I always wanted to win, um, whether that be in training or in in matches. I never felt I played well unless I, I, I scored or assisted or right. contributed somehow. Um, I think that's just been ingrained in me since I was young, um, from a big family. So maybe that's the competitiveness uh, I've got from growing up. Um, of wanting to beat my my brothers and sisters at things and um, yeah I just think as well I went into a senior team at Rohini United um, at the young age of like 15, 16 so being around those senior players that are um, in their 20s late 20s um, who've kind of been there done it and demand from you um, I think that's that's helped me as well and some of those players are still playing today at, mm. in the Women's National League at Shelbourne, um, who I yeah, who obviously I, I keep an eye on, um, and obviously they come over and see me when they can. So okay. I think yeah, the people around you, but I think you need to you need to kind of have that mentality yourself as well to to look to do more and, and kind of bet yourself each day. Uh, do you find it useful to watch yourself back, watch the matches back on TV afterwards, or do you avoid that? Yeah, as a as a team, um, we'll always kind of review the game. Um, and not you, obviously you, the whole you personally, thing. would you would you you personally go home and, and just watch yourself almost and, and and be hard on yourself? Would you do that? No, no, I'd, I'd watch the I'd watch the team. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't just kind of sit and um, watch myself. If, like obviously, if there's something you're you're wanting to work on specifically, whether it's I don't know crosses, entries in the box, um, then you'd kind of I'd sit down with our assistant coaches and and kind of work on a more individual um program and that spe- aspect but um if I'm all, if I'm watching the the games myself um yeah it's more so looking at the team and how it performs okay not me <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. a team game you know yeah. can't just watch myself god Katie McCabe is amazing in this game I can see you now <laughs> on the couch uh do you miss home do you get home often um, yeah, of course. I, I miss home all the time. Um, I, it's one of those things I'm kind of used to now. I'm living in London now, six and a half years. Um, mm. it, yeah, my mum's always kind of teary-eyed whenever I'm, I'm leaving um, the, the house to, to go obviously meet up with the, the Ireland team or whether that's heading back to London. Um, yeah, I do think I'll maybe move home one day eventually. Right. Um 
but uh, obviously until now or until then it's um, yeah just flying business for now yeah I can imagine and uh, one last one I can't I, like every interview I've seen you do uh, your uh, fondness for Damien Duff growing up was obviously you know you can kind of see it in some respects uh, in your play uh, do you still watch other players and borrow bits and if so curious what players kind of catch the eye and do you watch and say oh yeah I might, I might take a bit of that I think obviously growing up it was, it was Damien Duff because I was the left winger. Yeah. Um, but obviously as you mature and as you as you grow and develop your game even further, I've become a left back. Um, mm. So yeah, when you're sitting watching maybe the the Premier League games, you're you're looking at the Kieran Tunis or the Andy Robertsons to see how or what they do. Yeah. Um, def- like in terms of defending, going forwards. Um, yeah, you kind of just kind of keep an eye obviously it's, they're the best of the best you can't you can't get better than them so yeah um yeah it's and it's always something I'd kind of keep an eye on um I'm not watching Messi as much in the 10 because I don't think I'll <laughs> I'll play there anytime soon but yeah I'm, I'm always keeping an eye on um those left-sided players um yeah, obviously they're, see if I can good. maybe implement. Yeah. Well, yes. I, I yeah, I was watching Andy Robertson last night. Well, I was just going to say, man, like the, the, yeah. that 15 minutes where United in the second half were, looked like they might be coming back into it. The way he pounced on that pass and, and, and initiated the third goal. I mean, that you can sort of see a bit of that in you. Like you've, you fitness and you're a powerful runner. I, I'm sure you watched that and thought, hmm, that's the left back I want to be. Yeah, exactly. You want to be the front-footed uh, defender. Um the aggressor um, and yeah obviously he's he's not just obviously a brilliant defender yeah, he can also I've seen him score a few goals and um, yeah he can assist as well so he's got different elements to his, his game and um, I'm sure he's worked on that for a long time too so um, yeah it's obviously it's great to obviously see that and um, yeah see if maybe I can do it on Sunday as well Well listen best of luck over the remainder of the season I think we can uh, be a bit patriotic and say hopefully there's a Chelsea slip up and maybe Arsenal yes. can uh, <laughs> swoop in which would be great and then of course obviously massive games coming up for Ireland very soon and again I should say Katie was with us she's uh, been unveiled as a brand ambassador and uh, the campaign has become a supporter and a half so buy a Cadbury dairy milk exclusively in participating spa stores nationwide until May the 5th and Cadbury will donate up to 50 thousand euro to grassroots women's football supporting clubs to make make upgrades to facilities where they're needed most so that's a great uh, campaign listen Katie McCabe yes. thanks so much you've got it there in a nutshell buy a Cadbury's dairy milk okay. <laughs> stuff your face help women's football everyone's a winner um, thanks so Cheers. much thanks so much and best of luck for the remainder of the season <laughs> Cheers Great chatting to you. Thank you. Thanks.